Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of the Top Four Tiers podcast. I'm joined today by Charlie and Robbie, um, and we're going to be discussing pretty much what's gone on in the in the last week of football across the top four tiers. Um, obviously, the elephant in the room is is the Euros defeat um, in the final. We're not re- we're not going to touch on that today because I just feel like it's been done to death, and I think it's just going to bring up bring up emotions for a lot of people so we're not going to be touching up on that today so the first the first thing we'll start with today is um we're going to be talking about the premier league and what's sort of gone on in the last seven days or so so we'll start with some done deals uh so far charlie i'll go with you first felipe anderson he spent last year out on loan at lazio um and that deal's been made Sorry, I don't want to... he spent. He was on at Porto last season. Oh, was he? Oh, sorry, yeah, so my I, man. I thought he it. was. But he's made a permanent switch for Lazio. Um, do, what do you think of that deal? Do you think it's a big loss for the Hammers? Absolutely not. He was um, obviously he was signed from Lazio to West Ham, and I think West Ham fans are quite excited by the prospect of having quite a pacey, skillful winger. But he really didn't turn out to be all that kind of player. It's the same. He's the same. He reminds you of um, Bernardo Everton. It's the same sort of pacey winger that everyone thought could bring something, but he just didn't really contribute much. So I think getting him off, getting off, getting him off West Ham's books isn't a bad thing. Going back to Lazio, he might he might thrive for Lazio again. Obviously, he's got previous there, so he already knows he's got chemistry there. I think it's a smart smart signing from Lazio. Could work in the Italian league, but he couldn't cut it in the Prem. I think. I think it was a bit. Average, so I think it's not it's not a huge loss for West Ham, and it's probably that that shows game. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think um, I think it's probably it's probably one of those where it's a, he's a decent player, Felipe Anderson, but I just don't think the physicality of the Premier League sort of suits his game. You see a lot of players like that, um, especially South Americans and the sort of the Spanish players as well, where they come over and and they can't really hack hack the uh, physicality of the league and and a position anyway um we'll just quickly touch up upon another another transfer rumor regarding west ham and that's andre yarmolenko who was brilliant in the euros um he's been linked with fenerbahce uh, robbie do you think that west ham should sell yarmolenko or do you think with the loss of of anderson do you think they should keep yarmolenko around um to be, I think he's a good player, but to be fair, neither of them really played much last last season, and they still had probably their best best year in probably I don't know, like twenty twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, it was class last year. They were class last year, to be fair, weren't they? But um, I think West Ham for me this season probably will be a little bit worse of a season. I mean, you're going to get a drop off, I think, Charlie, aren't you? Yeah, I I was saying this to my mate the other day. I think they're going to be fighting, not maybe not fighting relegation, but around like I think that's 16th, harsh. 15th. Yeah, maybe a bit harsh there. No, no, I'll say a solid 15th. I think I think <laughs> them playing Europa League will be a huge um, sort of shock to them. Maybe shock to the system. They're not used to it, obviously. So I think more games. I think players could get injured. Hopefully not for them. But I think obviously they've got a great midfield in Declan Rice and Suchek that could sort of maybe. Give him some yeah, Top midfield that. Um but like Jesse Lingard obviously we'll we'll discuss his future because 
Do you think he will stay at West Ham? I mean, I personally can't see it happening. I think Man United will be it'll be probably silly to get rid of him after how well he played. But West Ham would be desperate to keep him. But that is one of the main reasons I think they may struggle because Lingard's impact on on their season last year was massive. Robbie, do you think that Lingard will stay or? Um, I think it's probably. I think I don't. I don't think he'll mind staying to be honest because he he saw quite a lot of like training videos and stuff where he seemed to seem to be like enjoying it. But I mean, it comes more down to like whichever clubs willing to give United the best deal, and it's probably more likely to be like your Atletis and Inters and stuff, which I've seen linked. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think. Lingard will, will maybe even want to be pushing for the United first team next year. Um, but anyway, moving on to another done deal that's that's gone through in the last seven days, and that's a free transfer of fullback Ryan Bertrand, who's who's left Southampton. He seemed to be there a long, long time. I think it's what five or six seasons. I think he's been at the Saints. He finally left on the expiry of his contract, and uh, Leicester have picked him up. I, I like that signing from Leicester. I think Brendan Rodgers, I'm not sure. They were. They obviously have signed Bubakar Sumare. I think they, they were in pursuit of Odson Edward for a, a long, long time, Leicester. And they went a bit quiet on the transfer front for them. So getting Bertrand in, I think, is a good, a good signing on a free transfer. He, he is a very solid fullback, isn't he, Charlie? Yeah, I think so as well. But uh, like, obviously, James Justin's probably the primary um, choice for left back, but obviously he's out for a considerable amount of time still. I think so. I think getting in Bertrand is also is a very good acquisition. Acquisition. They had played Castagna there a few games, and he wasn't as good as as left back as they had wanted. So maybe getting Bertrand, and despite him being thirty, he's still got a lot of a lot of legs in him. So I think getting him on a free as well, it's no harm to the club. Obviously, he might be on decent wages, but I think Leicester will be able to handle that, and I think. Like that, maybe um, he could add that centre back, the centre back, some experience because I think their centre backs are quite young, other than Johnny Evans, who's as well as quite an experienced defender. So I think getting Bertrand in can really assure that can really shore up their defence. Yeah, I agree with that. I think his experience is going to be vital for Leicester because we've seen the last couple of years when it's got to the business end of the season, they they have lacked a little bit of that sort of experience of winning games, and I know Bertrand hasn't really been. In a, in a great Southampton side for the last, especially two or three seasons. But in fairness to him, he came up through Chelsea, which is a winning culture. So I think it's a good it's a good move for Leicester. I think it's a, on Bertrand's side. I think it's a good move for him. Will he play every week? Let's be honest, he probably won't say when Justin returns. But I think he's fairly happy with that. I think it's a no Rob. Just finish on Ryan Bertrand's move. Do you think um, that Leicester should start fit, or do you think Justin is a better option to have? Um, obviously, I think Justin's. I don't, I'm not sure when when is he back. A couple months or so. It might be like yeah, November probably. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have like a fair amount of time to like nail down the spot. So. I don't, I don't. I don't think he'll like pull up any trees, but I think he'll be solid. So, yeah, totally good, agree. Good, good depth. Another going to quickly run over is Arsenal's eight million pound signing Nuno Tavares. Now, I'll be 
I, I don't know a massive amount of, about him, but he comes with very highly rated from Benfica, and I think eight million young fullback is is a is a pretty good deal for Arsenal, and hopefully they can uh, sort of because we're going to um they've been this week they've recently released it's come out that they're going to be releasing a documentary now that that comes after Amazon with Spurs and maybe they gave them the kiss of death of Spurs had a horrendous season really last year uh or sorry the year previously when the documentary was following them and Arsenal certainly haven't started the best they lost two or was it I think it was at Easter Road actually to Hibs and drew two all today with Rangers in, in pre-season which isn't a horrendous result I think that Arsenal are a and in my thing the club needs is camera crew following them around at the moment I think I think it's not a great idea because isn't it going to be Robbie Um, I, I don't know I think it's more I think they're just building uh, a squad at the moment trying to get rid of Deadwood Obviously, with the signing of Tavares, you know, long a young fullback. Like, I think it will be a couple of years until we see them starting to actually compete. But and I guess it could be interesting to see behind the scenes. But yeah, I don't think it will really do them any favors. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you want to say anything on Arsenal, Charlie? Or I think the Tavares signing is good, but I think um, from what I've been what I've been hearing is Tavares has got a very bad attitude, and I think Benfica fans were quite happy to see him out the door. Apparently, oh wow, so where, think, where did you hear that from? Um, not a reliable source by any means, but it's like from my friend who's an Arsenal fan who follows it up a lot, and he's he he was saying he was reading like comments saying that um, his attitude is quite poor, and obviously at, at Arsenal you need, you need to be have quite a strong mentality because um, they're not winning every week. And yeah, so I think and probably to Arsenal having they've got not the best mental attitudes, I would say. Mm, and the so club, think so it'd probably suit suit well. He'll need to sort out his attitude if if he does have one. And but I think it, smart signing scored on his debut today, so he can't be that bad of a player. Yeah, we'll, we'll play second fiddle to Tierney, or if, unless Tierney gets injured, he'll be probably the starting left back. Yeah, just the last done deal we're going to talk about. Wolves have had a bit of Rui Patricio, who's certainly in the Premier League last last couple of years. He's gone to AS Roma and joined Jose Mourinho. And Jose Sarr from Olympiacos has come in to, to replace him. It's a poor decision, but to let Patricio go if, if it's a club-made decision. But then... Then again, maybe Patricio wants wants a final crack at the Champions League before he calls it a day on his career, Charlie. Um, can you repeat that? Sorry. Sorry, it's all right. I was just talking about Patricio leaving uh, to join Roma. Yeah, I think that's a good signing for Roma. I think Roma still have Olsen now since he's let, um, gone back to um, the club from Everton. But I think Patricia's obviously a Premier League experienced keeper now. He's a good keeper. Obviously, he's quite old, but for keepers, that don't, doesn't matter as much. I think Jose Mourinho is doing quite a smart business getting Xhaka in as well. But I think I think Wolves replaced him as well. I think um, as a Jose Saar. Yeah, we were he, just talking about him, yeah. he's a, From what I know, he's a decent keeper, and I think he'll be able to fill in the boots of um, that Patricia we've had. 
Yeah, just quickly before we move on to more less transfer talk, we're just going to finish with a couple of rumours. Um, when you probably hear this, the transfer of Mark Gerhi to Crystal Palace probably will have been announced. I've, I've actually seen a leaked photo of him holding the shirt next to Patrick Vieira. Um, Robbie, I think that's an absolutely top signing, isn't it, for Palace? Yeah, I'm a bit surprised Chelsea are not trying to integrate into their side, to be honest, because... With with them having you know Thiago Silva, he's obviously still decent, but was it like thirty seven, thirty eight? Yeah, I think letting a really good young defender who impressed at Swansea goes a bit. bit well, we discussed this season. last week though with Chelsea, didn't we? With with Tamori letting him go, and I think that was a pre arranged transfer, and we we were saying the same thing. Um, I think we said that, you know, we thought Tomori was probably better than Christiansen as a defender. And I think just letting go you go is is a, is a, a silly move, in my opinion. I just think unless they've got a buyback clause in there, which they, they might possibly have, I think it's a bit naive to let another young promising centre-back leave for, you know, it's 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 reported around 20 million, which for nowadays, for a young English defender of his ability, I think that's not not an overpayment from Palace. And, and just on to you with this one, Robbie, because I know, not Robbie, sorry, I'll go to you, Charlie, with this one, because I know you want to uh, just touch upon Palace's recruitment this summer because, boy, they've made some great signings, haven't they, so far? I really like their recruitment so far. Getting Elise into as a backup for Eze, because obviously Eze's out for quite a while now with his ACL. Again, obviously Elise is also injured, but only for 12 weeks. But I get getting Elise was... um. A great signing for them. Um, they've also got um, who else is signed? Sorry, yeah, he obviously we've just been speaking about. Yeah, they signed someone else. They signed someone, haven't they? Um, I'm not sure actually. I can't remember, but I think a lot of people are going on about sort of their ambition to keep Wilf Zaha, and I think if they can keep him at the club, um, then that'll yeah. be a very very positive yeah, thing for them. Morgan, uh, Morgan Rogers as well. Yeah. They have been linked with Morgan Rogers. So, Red Palace making some really good recruitment. Um, just one more transfer rumour we're going to discuss, and it's it's a very quick one. I just want to quickly ask you guys, Erling Haaland, will he join Chelsea, Robbie? Um, maybe at some point, but I don't think this window. I'd, I'd, I'd have to agree with you, I think. The money that's being touted for Haaland's around what 170 million is it? Plus like Tammy Abraham or something. Yeah. Yeah, I I just think I don't think Dortmund will let Sancho and Haaland go in in the same window, especially you know that's going to heat massive massive pressure onto them to have to recruit and then and then obviously rebuild for next season. And I think Haaland will probably end up in the Chelsea shirt, but I don't think it'll be till next summer at least for me. Um, just the last thing I want to I want to ask you both before we move on to the championship is we had a question in for from a viewer that asked can you name one player who you think could go under the radar this year in the Premier League so I'll start with you Charlie can you think of a player that you think will will sort of break out this year in 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 champ in the Premier League um I think um Obviously, Ivan Tony is going to be up there, but I think um, the midfield, Brentford midfielder Jay Silva, I think he's going to have a very good time. 
Yeah, Josh De Silva, I think it is. Oh, sorry, yeah, Josh, Josh yeah. Jade, Jade De Silva was up, Bristol City guy. Um, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Josh De Silva, I think he's going to have a very good season. I think he's a very solid sort of central defensive midfielder or thereabouts. But I think, obviously, in the Carabao Cup last season, though, when they played like, Premier League clubs like Southampton, he played very well. I think he scored. Yeah, Newcastle, he played brilliantly against as well. Mm. So I think they're going to have a good time in the Prem. And I think, especially him, will be a season, a defining season from him. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie, I'll come to you. Um, obviously being a Reading fan, I know how good Elise is, and I think so far, I know a lot, uh, a lot of people criticised Vieira getting appointed, but I think so far he's done all the right things, but by bringing in some young players and making, uh, getting rid of a lot of the older heads. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And the thing is, as well, I think he's re-signed a couple. So I think Joel Ward's recently signed a new contract. Yeah, I think I think those club. sort of players that are still playing regularly be good, but like sort of like Wayne Hennessy and mm. them lot. Yeah, I agree really with you. Good. I agree. I think a player that comes onto my radar sort of for a bit of a breakout this year is, and yes, he did have a great season um, a couple of years ago when Watford were relegated. But I think Ismail Assar, um for me, I think Watford have also made some really decent signings this summer. They're always going to be busy. And I think Saar was, was very good in the Championship last year, but he sort of did, didn't did turn up for the occasional game. But I think he'll be, if they can get him on it for every single game next year in, in, the, in the Premier League, I think he'll absolutely tear full-backs apart um, because he show, really did show what he could do towards the end of last season. So, yeah, that's my pick. And I hope we've answered that question adequately. So now moving on, we're going to move on to the to the second tier, which is, of course, the championship. And again, we're going to start by just talking about a couple of transfers of, that have happened over the, the last couple of the last week, I, say, I should say. Um, we'll start with, with a bit of QPR news. If you guys don't know, I am a, a massive QPR fan and I'm very, very impressed with our business again this week, I think. We've signed Sam McCallum on loan from, from, I think it's Norwich. He was at Coventry last year. And Jimmy Dunn comes in on a free transfer from Burnley. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and talk about this one, being a QPR fan myself. I think McCallum was very, very good last year at Coventry. And, and Dunn is a very solid defender for this level. Am I right, Charlie, in thinking that Swansea were interested in him, I think? I, I, I heard that Swansea had pretty much completed the deal for him, but then I think obviously QPR maybe probably hijacks it if there was any interest from Swansea in the first place. But I think I think Swansea did miss out on a good player there. I think uh, obviously Swansea have also lost Gahey because he was on loan. So I think getting Jimmy Dunn in would have been a good replacement for Swansea in the championship. And obviously Swansea will want to go on another promotion push. So I think having Jimmy Dunn would have helped them. But obviously QPR, obviously he preferred QPR. So... And I'm just going to ask you guys, um, because I don't know if it's my blind optimism, you know, every single fan going into the season always has that that sort of, we can really go up. But I honestly do think that looking at it from a logical perspective, I, I do think we've got a chance this year. And I don't know if, it, is it just me, lads, or do you think QPR will be up there? I think you've got a good basic one. You've got Rob Dickey as well, who's also pretty good for you. You've got... Um... He signed Doddle from Ipswich, I think, who's also he's mm, good on the he's good on player, yeah, good on the he's, ball, he's good on the occasion as well. But I think you still got Elias Chair, haven't you, Elias Chair? Yeah, 
yeah, he's he's a great player. So I think you got a great base team to get really get some form going. You just need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Robbie, do you think we could go up? I mean, obviously anyone theoretically could go up because it's the championship. But I think if you get off to a good start and you're consistent throughout the season, I don't I don't think you'll you'll storm the league. So I don't, I don't think you've quite got the squad for that. But if you can get off to a good start and you're consistent. Consistently in and around the playoffs, I reckon. God shot. Yeah, well, that's good. Good news for me. That um, moving on to another another done deal that, that sort of have gone through recently. Ryan Giles, who spent last year out on loan, I think he was at Coventry and then and then went to Rotherham in January. He signed for Cardiff, and Admiral Musquey has gone to Luton on loan. Um, do you two want any have anything to say on either of those loans? I quite like um, Giles as a player, as a left back. I think I remember seeing him against Porter for Shrewsbury when I was on there. And he scored, an, he scored for people from about forty yards out, and he gave us he gave us problems the whole game. And I was about two years ago, so obviously he's progressed through, um, even more since then, and he's earned himself three championship moves since then. So I think he's a good player. He's got a lot of pace, so he's I think he's used as more of a, as a left wing back. So I think. He's, he plays attacking and defence, and I think he could do both roles quite well. So I think Cardiff got a real coup there, but I'm not sure about Musquay from Leicester. I'm not sure if I know much about him. But... Yeah, I think Ryan Giles is good, especially with Cardiff playing that back back five, don't they? Without wingers. So I think having yeah, an attack-minded so, yeah. is good. And I think Mick McCarthy will probably get the best the best out of him anyway you know with mm. with his signings that he's made so far I think they've made a lot of decent decent transfers and I think Cardiff will probably be up there next year but we're again going to talk about Luton Town they added yet another transfer to their to their very impressive window with Admiral Musquay joining on loan I I remember seeing Musquay play against QPR for Wickham and if I'm being totally honest I wasn't massively impressed but on Luton's other transfers, I know we did discuss the likes of Henry Lansbury and things like that and Carlos Mendes-Gomez. Do you genuinely think they can mount a promotion push or do you think it'll be one of those where they don't really gel and then it ends up having the ambition they've shown? I think they'll just finish mid-table. There's no way they can push for promotion, in my opinion. I think their defence is lacking. I think they've still got Sonny Bradley. But I think their squad's nowhere near good enough. I don't think they haven't got a solid striker. They've lost James Collins, so I don't, I don't know if they've replaced him well enough. I mean, they have got Cameron Jerome, but can he I still think, do it at the I championship th- level? I think that's a bit harsh, to be fair, because I think uh, towards the back end of last season, Collins might have been playing, but I don't think he was like their mean striker. I think Adebayo is now. Yeah, I mean, of course, he's a good player. Oh yeah, I forgot he signed from Warsaw, didn't he? Mm. Think, and of course, Carlos could... Mendes. Yeah, I think that's a really good signing. But I reckon they'll be mid-table at least, but could be maybe a top-half finish. Yeah, I think they've certainly put themselves out of the uh, the relegation sort of find themselves in. So, yeah, that's most of the done deals. We'll just discuss a couple of transfer rumours. Um, I think it's been confirmed that Asmir Begovic has uh, gone to Everton, which... It's going to be the second year in a row that Bournemouth have lost their their first choice keeper. Obviously, losing Ramsdale last year to Sheffield United. Um, Robbie, do you think that Bournemouth will need to sign a keeper, or do you think Mark Travers, the young 
understudy at Bournemouth's good enough to step up and now be a first choice? Um, I think they've been linked with uh, Freddie Woodman, who, mm. I mean, would probably be one of the best like options. You know, uh, the last two years at Swansea's been up there with probably top five keepers, I'd say. But I'm not 100% sure, actually, if that's going to happen because Dubravka, I think, got injured the other, the other day. But I think if they do get, if they do manage to sign Woodman, that's probably. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd even say it's an improvement to us on Begovic. Especially, I mean, yeah, spe- I don't think it is on a fan. Yeah, I think the Woodman deal I mean, fell be through fair, because Dubravka. I think it would be an improvement. Yeah, I think the Woodman deal fell through because Dubravka got an injury, didn't he? So they kept they kept him at the club. So I, I think that Travers could. He probably deserves a chance. Um, he's been sort of the backup for a long time now, and every time I've seen him play, he's not done terribly. But I do agree with you. I think if Bournemouth want to really make an automatic promotion push, they probably need to get make sure that they've got a very consistent top championship goalkeeper. And I think bringing in Woodman on loan would be an excellent signing for them. Um, but I actually think that Woodman could have a chance at, in the Newcastle first team next year. I mean, especially after... Dubravka wasn't overly impressive at the Euros and, and Carl Darlow was very good last year, but but I think Woodman's probably the better option long term. Um another transfer rumour, it's at the city ground. We're gonna talk about Brennan Johnson and Joe Worrell. Now they've both been linked to Brentford. Brennan Johnson more recently linked to to the Bees. Worrell's linked probably about a month ago now. Do you think they'll stay at Forest or do you think both of them will end up leaving the club? I think um, I don't know if Brennan Johnson. Obviously, Brennan Johnson is quite young, so it'll be a it's a prospect um, signing for Brentford. He'll probably loan him out if they do sign him. But I think Forrest really should be doing everything they can to um, keep Brennan Johnson because obviously he had a very successful spell at Lincoln, getting a good amount of goals and assists and contributions. So I think they've got a real gem in the gem in the book. So I think if they keep him, then that's a very good good business. Um, not not good, but a good dealing with him, but. I think Brentford could benefit from them in, him in the future, but I think um, he always never players. What saying? Joe Warrow. Yeah, sorry, I'm Joe Warrow. I think he's definitely Prem quality. I think so. I think he's definitely ready to step up to the Prem. I think he's a very solid defender for what has been for the last few years. So I think I think Forest need to do everything they can to keep them. And Chris Hutton's obviously, I, th- I imagine he's got quite a good pull. So he can maybe convince them to stay for another at least another season, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if Worrell did go. But I think I think Brentford should sign Bre- Brennan Johnson. Sorry, and yeah, loan him out. Yeah, it's probably Forrest a, could a be, good shout. I think Forrest could actually be be up there next year because I think from I think they've got the squad already. I just think they all just underperform, and usually Chris Hutton in his second season tends to be quite quite successful. I think he usually yeah. has a slow start, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to say. Actually, I think Forest have got the squad, and if they can manage to keep the likes of Worrell um, at the club, then they'll pr- certainly be pushing for me next year. I think though, if they do lose Joe Worrell. Um, they have got Scott McKenna and Tobias Figueredo, who are both decent centre backs for this level. So I don't think they'll be short in that in that sort of p- 
position. Also, they've got Lo- Loic and Beso, who I think they paid about something silly like five million quid from from PSG, who's meant to be was meant to be their sort of next big thing. So that was a massive coup when they signed him, and I think he's featured a little bit for Forest. But I do think they'll be up there. Losing Johnson would be a big loss, but they have got other good young attacking talents, the likes of Alex Mighton, um, who showed his class last year towards the end of the year when he got a run in the run of games in the side. They have lost quite a lot of players though, which oh. is a worry for me. You know, the likes of Amiobi and Knockart and Murray all leaving the club. I think obviously they'll get quite a lot of money though if they were so Johnson and Worrell. So I reckon they they'll be able to get like good replacements in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think that with the obviously the certainty of having full capacity crowds for the whole season next year, they'll probably be a lot less reluctant to see to spend, which I think will only end up positive for Forrest. Moving on to another side who have had a fairly quiet window, and that's Preston North End. Now, they did do a little bit of business quite early. I think they brought Matt Olasunde in, didn't they, and Seth Vandenberg. Um, but Preston, again, aren't massive hitters in the transfer window, and They've been quiet again. Do you worry for them next season, Charlie? Or do you think, yet again, that Frankie McAvoy will be able to sort of put them mid-table as they always seem to finish? They had a really bad loss um, last season, didn't they? They nearly got relegated, from what I remember. Yeah, at one stage, before Alex Neal was sacked, they sort of were looking over the shoulder, but then McAvoy came in, and I think yeah. they, they went on like a six-game winning run towards the end, which ended up with him getting the job permanently. But... I'm actually going to go on a tangent about uh, sort of a bit of a thing about Preston here because I think they will get relegated next year. I think McAvoy, it's it's a tip when a um, a sort of assistant comes in and gets a bit of a bounce and they get a few wins and he gets the job permanently. I think they've lost the likes of Ben Pearson. I think Daniel Johnson might leave the club. I mean, he's always linked away. And I just think they'll struggle to score goals, Preston. And I think it's not probably not the best idea to not have an experienced manager at, at Deepdale for next year. And I just think they've got away with doing it on a shoestring for so long now that eventually it's going to end up sort of running out for them. I might be proven wrong, but at the moment, well, I think Chad Evans will make some new signings. Yeah, they do have Chad Evans, who is a decent striker, but he's not going to get you. 20th season, is he? Let's be honest. Yeah. I, when I, when he signed them, I was like, what? <laughs> How has he done that? Because like, he wasn't amazing at Fleetwood. So. To be fair, no. I don't think he's done that bad. Obviously, he's not been anything special, but he's probably been worse strikers. Yeah, no, he's been decent, to be fair, Chad Evans. Um, yeah, I was surprised. And that sort of touches on to the next thing that we're going to talk about, which is... I've I've already answered this question with Preston. I'm going to go with you with this, Robbie. Um, which team would you say that you're most worried about next season if they don't pluck up their ideas in the transfer window and sign a few more players? Um, I mean, to be fair, I I obviously think the uh, the obvious team to go down would be Derby, but they are they not one of the teams under the embargo. No, they are. I think they are, actually. Yeah, so it's probably a bit harsh to say that they need to start signing as players. But other than that, I think maybe Huddersfield. I don't think they'll get relegated, but I just don't think the signings they've made have been 
like what was it like Turton from Blackpool, Matty Pearson. I think they'll be all right at this level, but they're not gonna. They're certainly not pulling up any yeah. trees, are they? Not hundred percent sure. They've thrown a lot of eggs into the Jordan Rhodes finding form basket, haven't they? And that yeah, could end think, up being a massive Cole group as well. Yeah, Colwell's a good signing, but I don't I think, think I, I don't think he'll be able to. I don't, even if he, even if he is, you know, even if he does have a good season, I don't see him saving them. Yeah, what about you, Charlie? I think Huddersfield have been the last two seasons struggling a lot. So I think for all, for all Huddersfield fans, I I hope it goes well for them because it's been a bit of torture for them recently, hasn't it? But I think Jordan Rose is a very, again, hit or miss signing. I think they signed, um, they've still got, they've got some good players in the books like Harry Toffolo at left back. They've got, um, they've got a decent squad. They just need to um, like find form and obviously a few more signings are definitely needed. I think they need to get a better centre-back. I think they lost Schindler this season who's obviously there commanding, experienced Starwell player. So I think, I still think they need a better striker. I think their wingers are lacking as well. I think they signed that winger from non-league in January and he didn't live up to... Yes, Sorber Thomas. Yeah, I don't think he did um, as well as they'd hope. Obviously, it is a massive risk signing a non-league player and playing him in the Championship, so that's risky. But I think think they deserve a bit of fortune because of how... Drab. It's been at Huddersfield for the last two seasons. I think the manager. I think it's. I can't pronounce his name. Corbin or something. Is it Corbin? Yeah. Yeah. I think he needs to step up a bit and get some attacking football flowing. Really. Yeah. So Huddersfield and Preston are the two teams that we think need to book their ideas up in the window. So that's it for the championship. We're going to move on now and talk about League One. Okay, so talking about League One now then, so we're going to start again as we have with the other two, talking about the transfers because that is the main talking point at the moment. Obviously, no no games have started yet. Um, we're going to first discuss Ipswich Town. Now, I don't know if we did discuss them last week, but we just can't ignore them at the moment. Um, again, in the last week, they've signed two unbelievable signings. I mean... Joe Piggott, who was linked with many a championship club, I think Sunderland were were well linked with him, and and Scott Fraser, who came out of absolutely nowhere to sign for them, for MK Dons, who was one of the best midfielders in League One last year. Um, Charlie, I'll come to you with on this one. Is it too good to be true for Ipswich, or is it just think, unbelievable business? If they don't win the league, as Major disappointment there. I think they've got by far the biggest, best, biggest, and best squad in League One now. And I think, I think their team could do a job in the Championship now if they get a good defence going. I think they just need to sign some defenders now. They've got, they obviously signed um, Hadlaki, the keeper. I think it's Hadlaki or hmm, yeah. I think they've got. Um, I'm very jealous of them signing Piggott. I don't know why. I don't know why Portsmouth didn't even make an attempt to sign him on a free. And same with Fraser, like. It's, Paul Cook has done an amazing job and obviously he's got a decent pull for League One. He's, he's a well-respected manager and obviously he managed Portsmouth. So I know he is a very good manager that can bring good players in and can do very well with a good budget. So I think I think if Ipswich don't go up, then something needs to change because there's no excuse for not going up, really. Ricky I don't, Mark is unbelievable as well. Yeah, Ricky yeah. Mark as well. I don't want to put all this like, pressure on them, but... It is massive know. pressure on 
mm. let's be honest, if, if Ipswich don't start the season on fire, I mean, no offence to any Ipswich fans, but they can get a little bit toxic. We saw what happened in under Mick McCarthy where, let's be honest, I think a lot of Ipswich fans sort of sort of wish they couldn't wish thought the grass was greener away from McCarthy and then they ended up going Paul Hurst and relegation and Lambert and depressing times followed. Um so I think they'll probably have to be patient because all these players, you know, it's like a League One dream team now at Ipswich. Um they're gonna take time to gel. Uh, to be fair, I think Paul Cook uh, if, if there's like two managers you want to get from it, it's probably Paul Warren and uh Paul Cook, isn't it? They've yeah, they've done it before. Multiple Even times. though me putting Paul Warren in poor on on our recent tier list didn't go down league, the best. I think League One level, he's probably yeah, one of the he best, is a good manager. Championship, not quite. Yeah, moving on. Then we're going to just talk about Sheffield Wednesday as well, who've made a couple of signings recently. They've signed Dennis Adeniran from Everton on loan and Olamide Shadipo on loan from. Okay, so apologies about that, guys. We've had a few technical issues. Um, we just were touching up on Sheffield Wednesday's transfer business so far. Um, they have signed Dennis Adeniran from Everton and Olamide Shadipo on loan from QPR. It all went quiet on the Wednesday front. Um, obviously, they were failing to pay the players Chancery and there was a lot of chaos at the club going on. But finally, it looks like they've got their act together and... And they've made a couple of good signings. I'll ask you, Charlie, do you think that they're good enough to go up or do you think they'll probably middle in League One for a, a year or two? I think they will. Sh- everyone obviously thinks they're going to struggle. I think I think they'll be fine in terms of there won't be an relegation fight. I think they'll keep enough of their players. They'll, they'll have a strong backbone. Obviously, Shadipo is a very smart signing, I think. Did, did he get into double-figures goals last season or was it close? I think he got like maybe seven goals last yeah, season. Yeah, I think he did get into double figures. Yeah, which for a fullback is um very very good. So I think um I think they've got enough to stay up. I think I don't think they have will have just enough to get promoted. Obviously, League One next year, this season, the upcoming season is going to be very very hard with the likes of obviously Ipswich, MK Dons, Wigan, Charlton. I think it'll be a very tough season. So I don't it's see such them such a strong league this year. Yeah, mm, I don't see them challenging, but I think. I think they'll get respectable mid-table considering what's going on with the club and probably how demoralised everyone is with it. Mm. They're also linked to Lewis Wing, who was very good at Rotherham last year on loan and is a good player, I think, for this. Certainly very good for League One. I think he's definitely championship quality, if I'm being honest. Um, but if they could maybe get him in and a couple more, then I think that would probably be a great great platform for them to build on because let's let's not forget they've still got the likes of Barry Bannon at the club who Che Dunkley at the club you know they are good very very good players for League One they're good championship players and so they have still got quality through the squad I actually think Wednesday will do will do really well next season I think Darren Moore in my opinion is the best manager in League One or he's certainly up there in the top three for me and I think Wednesday will end up having a good season and their fan base is massive and all it takes is a couple of wins and they'll probably 
bounce up the table. Another done deal. I want to go to you with this one, Robbie, because I know you said that you think thought Wickham were going to do the best out of the promote of the relegated sides this season in League One. They've signed Sully Kai Kai on a free from Blackpool, which I think is a great signing personally. Do you agree? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to claim to know all too much. I'm not like a the most knowledgeable Expert. in League yeah. One, but from what I've like seen, he looked like a pretty solid uh, League like League One level wing. I don't. I'm not too sure why. Blackpool released him. Maybe he didn't like is it contract expired or he's got injury problems or something, I don't know. But I think he just got released. I think end of his contract, I think he was a very good League One player, but I think he probably wouldn't be able to cut in the championship, maybe. Quite inconsistent from what I've seen. Hmm. I but think I it's think a good, pro- good signing for Wickham. Uh, I think Onya Dinmo was decent in, in the in in the championship and in League One for Wickham. And I think that Kai Kai will probably come in and fill that void that, that's been left by by Onya Dimmer. They just need to replace Ik Piazu now, who joined Middlesbrough, um, which was a great signing for Borough, but a big loss for Wickham as he was class last year. A um, couple of transfer rumours then quickly, just to touch up on. Akinod Amayo has been linked to a young defender from Swindon. Charlie, would you would you be happy with Odomayo signing? I'll be very happy. Our defending, our defense is quite here and there. We got obviously we signed um, Clark Robertson, who's also an experienced defender, but he is injury prone, so we wouldn't need decent cover. But he is training with us, so he's like he went to St George's with us for the week. But I don't actually know if we will sign him. I think he might he might just be using us as a way to train because of obviously Swindon's problems. But if he does sign for us, I'll be very happy. He's a young defender. I think we need quite a young centre back that will eventually grow to become something. Obviously, we've got Sean Raggett and Robertson, who are both quite an experienced partnership. So I think they're quite. A, it's going to be quite a slow defence for us. We've got quite slow defenders. I think having Odemayo, quite a young guy, maybe having a faster defender. Yeah, big big physical presence. Mm. Big was that Akin Odemayo? Yeah. I think it was that. Yeah, you used to be at Redden. Mm-hmm. Um, and another bit of a bit of transfer news: the Dion Sanderson saga is 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 creeping on. He's been linked to about every single EFL club now. Obviously, he was brilliant at Sunderland last year on loan. Newcastle have tried to buy him. Sheffield United, I've seen them very closely linked, but it's now looking like Birmingham City have taken the lead in sort of the sweepstakes for Sanderson. But do you think Sunderland still have a chance? And I'm going to go to you, Robbie. Sun- Sunderland as well have made. Couple of signings. Corey Evans has come into the club. I think they brought in who was it from Manchester City? Was it? I can't remember his name. Callum Doyle or something. Yeah, yeah. A couple of midfielders. Do you think that Sunderland will, will make another push next year? Or um, I think they'll be in around the playoffs like they always are. But I don't. Oh, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think there's. I think this season there's. Probably a few too many like good sides in League One. There's probably like three or four sides which I could see realistically like all competing for top spot. Yeah. Even. So I think if they do it, it'll have to be. They'll have to be pretty special. I'm not gonna lie because there's a few too many good teams in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And then just to finish off with League One, we're going to talk about another side down the south coast, which is Plymouth. 
they've had a really, really quiet transfer window so far. Ryan Lowe was interviewed about it. He, he did say that there's no rush to sign players. But, I mean, with the season only two weeks away, I'd say there is a bit of a rush to sign players. And you want to be sort of getting those players in as quick as possible so they can integrate into the squad, don't you, uh, Charlie? I, I don't think they've had that quite their window. They've quite they've signed quite a decent amount of defenders. They signed obviously they signed James Bolton from Portsmouth. I was quite actually I was quite sad to see him go because yeah. he was a decent cover. Um, he was a decent cover, but I think his best position is centre back, and they obviously signed him as a right back. But every time he played centre back for us, he had a, he put in a great performance. He was, he's a real hard worker, so he put in, he'll always put in a good shift. But I think I can't remember exactly the sign, but they signed a. a I think they signed more defenders. They wanted. Was it James really... Wilson from Ipswich? I think they brought in early. Yeah, I think so. So I think I think they need to shore up the defense for them to have a chance in League One, because obviously their defense last season was quite poor, really poor, in fact. But I think I think there are, yeah, the two or three weeks left of the season, they do need to start getting their players in so the team has enough time to gel for the season. But I don't think. There'll be anywhere near the relegation zone this season, anyway. No, I think isn't their main thing just keeping hold of like players like Jeff Gutt and Kamara and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with that. Although Jeff Gutt really did cool down second half of last season after a great start early in the season. That's probably what's what's kept him at Plymouth. You know, if he'd have carried on that goal scoring form, I think a Championship side would have snapped him up. They were linked with Paul Mullen, but I'm not sure that Charlton deal's been confirmed yet, but I think Charlton have probably swept him from underneath Plymouth's noses because they were they were close to signing him at one stage. But I think they've probably dodged a bullet there because I'm not sure Mullen will do as well as he did last season in League One, it's considering sad, he's I... never really had a goal scoring record. I think yeah, last season I think will be a complete fluke. No offense to him, not doubting his ability, but I think he won't replicate that anytime soon. But he did get like a lot of really good service from Hulahan and players like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Digby as well. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's it for League One, and we're going to move on to our final division in the top four tiers, which is League Two. Okay, then. So we're we're moving on to League Two now. We're just going to. Again, start with the transfers that have been done. Bristol Rovers, we're gonna we're gonna start with them because they brought in a couple of very decent wingers. That's very good for League Two, in my opinion. Luke Thomas in on loan from Barnsley, and Harry Anderson's coming on a permanent. I think a free transfer from Lincoln City. Now, I I'm gonna talk about these two because I've done a little bit of looking into sort of Luke Thomas's career trajectory and. He was he was sort of very highly thought of at Barnsley, but I think he suffered a little bit confidence-wise. And when Ipswich Town signed him last season on loan, there was a, a very big consensus that he would rip up League One and it just never got going for him there. And I think his confidence took a bit of a hit. But as much as we sort of talk about Joey Barton and his, his sort of Marmite character, I do think he is the type of manager to get the best out of out of a player like Thomas. And I think if he can, then then Bristol Rovers have probably got the best there because in my eyes, on his day, he's a championship quality winger. And then Harry Anderson was decent at Lincoln last year. I think he's a very decent um, League One player in my eyes. He's sort of a good mid-table League One player. So getting him in League Two, again, that's a great signing. And I think 
Bristol Rovers are really tooling up now. They've got Coots in into the club. Mark Hughes signing great experience centre back. I think there's a lot of uh, good things at, at Gas, and I think they're certainly gearing up for a promotion push. Yeah. So another transfer that's that's recently gone through is is Jamie Reed who. Scored loads and loads of goals. I think it was for Yeovil Town, was it, last year? Talkie. Yeah, Torquay it was. Sorry, my bad. A couple of years ago. And he moved, moved to Mansfield, never quite worked out. And now he's ended up at Stevenage. Now, I want to ask you this, Robbie. Will he end up being yet another non-league failure when they step up to the EFL? Because we do hear about the Vardys and the Antonios and the Austins of the world, but... There's so for every Charlie Austin, there's about ten Ricky Millers who who score loads of goals in non-league, but they just can't hack professional football. Um, I I don't know. Um, I'm not going to claim to know the most about uh, Jamie Reed, but I think I don't, I don't know to be honest. I guess maybe Mansfield wasn't a good fit for him. Maybe he didn't like play to his strengths or. Whatever, but I mean, if he if he's, I feel like if if a player is that good in non-league, it's only like obviously it is a big step up. But I feel like it's if they're capable of doing it in non-league, then they definitely can do it at League Two. Just about getting the right system and service. Yeah, I would agree with that. To be fair, I think you know it's it's a for for Stevenage, but. It's one that certainly could pay off. I mean, they, they did lack a lot of firepower going forward last year. They were sort of built on a solid defence with Jamie Cumming being an excellent excellent goalkeeper for them last year. And I guess having Alex Ravel as a manager there who was a striker himself in his day, that'll probably help help um, Reed and hopefully he can get some goals because I've seen a few clips of him in non-league when he had that great season and he really is a good finisher in and around the box, and and he's very quick. Um, another another transfer we're going to talk about, and I'll come to you with this one, Charlie. Stephen Ward signed for Walsall. I think he's thirty five now. The ex Burnley Stoke and Ipswich left back. What do you think? Good signing for Walsall. I think so. Yeah, Walsall. League two after spending thirteen odd years in League one, but I think. They'll be looking to get back there, and I think, I think they could mount a promotion push this season. And I think getting experienced players in League Two is very, um, very valuable, especially like a lot of them. Um, it's the same with like Wes Hulan, um, Cambridge. A lot of old players go to League Two, and they they do sort of shine and bring out their best. So I think bringing him, him in will add that experience that um, Warsaw need. I think Warsaw, Warsaw and Mansfield are some of those players that sort of spend a lot but never succeed. It's like. Mansell all the time they spend they sign so many good players but then they never succeed but I think Warsaw not so much but they have signed good players in the past they've got good base of players they've got, they've got um, Liam Kinsilla their midfielder who mm. was one of, like, of the highest tackling midfielders in the, in the league that season last season so I think he's definitely good but I think bringing in Stephen Ward it's definitely good good player whether, whether or not that'll be their primary left back or choice or whether or not it's just back up because even the experience is good for like off the pitch and like the dressing room and stuff yeah, like that it can, can really help the club and, and we try to do that yeah we try to do that with Charlie Daniels yeah and that didn't I was going to bring him up but that didn't didn't go down as well did it but hopefully it can work a bit better for Walsall who of course did 
Port Vale. Um, oh no, it was the other way around actually, wasn't it? They did lose Daryl Clark to to Port Vale last yeah. season, so I'm not sure, quite sure who's at the helm now at Walsall, but hopefully whoever it is can sort of make a couple. I think made a couple. Yeah, is oh yeah, is yeah. So he's made a couple of other loan signings as well. So I think Walsall will probably be around mid-table again next year, but I think Ward's certainly a good signing. Just a couple of transfer rumours we're going to discuss. One is Dylan Bahambula, who I actually personally was watched at Middlesbrough training. I do live right pretty much walking distance from the training ground, and I did see him training at Borough, but he's returned to Alden, so I'm not sure whether Warnock didn't fancy him at Borough or... The money wasn't quite right over the fee for the player, but I think it's a massive boost for Oldham to have Bahumbula back, isn't it, Robbie? Yeah. Um. Again, I'm not like the biggest and um, like uh, watcher of League Two, but Bahumbula was a player that I know was one of the top performers for Oldham last year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I thought originally it was a good signing. Like him and Mendes Gomez were two players, which I thought a lot of championship clubs would be going in for. Obviously, Gomez has guns looting, but I still think Bach and Bula probably will leave the club, whether that's to League One or maybe like a bottom half championship side, I don't know. But I think he'd be a good signing. Yeah, I would agree with you there. And uh, I think... Bahambula, it's probably only a matter of time before Oldham lose him. But then again, if they can keep him, I think they've got a good chance of going up this year because they've got players like Davis Keeler Dunn, who's a good midfielder. They've got Keith Curl at the helm, who is a very good manager for League Two. And so, yeah, I think Bahambula is probably the key to Oldham's success. If they manage to keep him, then I think promotion could be on the cards. Um, but they do need to sort of shore up defensively. Um just to touch on Swindon Town, then there's been a bit of an update with their ownership. Um, Lee Power, there, well, I guess he's soon to be, hopefully, for Swindon fans, their former chairman, was interviewed on Talk Sport and he did talk about the transfer of shares. And at the moment, there was sort of an impression among the Swindon fans that, that Powell was sort of holding on to them a bit too long. And that actually isn't the case, according to Power. According to him, it's the EFL that are doing the fit and proper check on the new, well, soon-to-be majority shareholder. And hopefully the EFL can get on with that because we didn't we sort of what it's like to lose a club. And Swindon only having seven first-team players at the moment. I mean, they're just doomed from the start if they, this doesn't get resolved quickly, aren't they? Mm, I think... I'm happy that there is maybe some sort of resolution for them because obviously a lot of clubs recently have been really screwed over through poor ownership and maybe the EFL like Barry. We all we all because we all heard about Barry and then we all didn't think it was actually going to happen and then it did happen and then it was all like heartbreaking. But hopefully Swindon aren't the case and I think if they sort of quickly they could then sign some players who then maybe they won't gel in time but maybe they could do enough to stay up in League 2 and if they stay up that first season then they could do what we're going to have done get new owners and maybe start working their way back up the leagues Yeah I agree I think this season survival's got to be got to be the only sort of the only thing that, that really is a priority for them at the moment you know 
being that they've got seven players at the club right now. I think they can't think of anything other than staying up. But you're right. I think if they can stay up, then hopefully they get a bit of a a better culture around the club. I think if if I'm the new owner now, the last thing I think they need to do is to go and spend loads and loads of money on on really high profile players and bring in 15, 20 players. They might need to bring in a lot of players, but I think just keep it financially stable for this year because in case they do drop out the football league, um, they don't want to be spending loads and loads of money. But I think that they've got to make sure that they can stay up this year and then hopefully, you know, start to look at rebuilding. Um, Just the last thing on League Two, then before we go on to the fan ask questions and... I just want to sort of ask um, you guys what who you think the biggest club in League Two is. I'll start with you, Robbie. What what club do you think's the biggest? So I've just said there in League Two regarding fan base, sort of history, stadium, all that sort of thing. Um, looking at the teams in League Two, there's. One that kind of sticks out. I think in terms of high profile for publicity reasons and stuff, maybe Salford with obviously their owners, but I think in terms of in terms of like fan bases, I think Tranmere and Bradford probably up there. Yeah. I think they're both good shouts in fairness. Rob uh, Charlie. I'm insulted that you just said Salford are a massive club. I'm actually insulted. I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say their fan bases are big. I said like they're well known for their owners. Okay. Fair fair enough. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, In terms of like Bradford and Tranmere, they're massive. I think Um, Bristol Rovers well quite big. Their fan bases. Mm -hmm. Port Vale as well. Their fan bases are very underrated. Go under the radar. I think Port Vale and Stoke Starby is very is massive. Yeah, it's a big derby. That yeah. Exeter City as well. They're pretty, they're fairly decent. They're maybe not massive, but they're not small. But, Newport mm, County as well. Just League Two. Yeah. Yeah. Newport. Yeah. Shout out to Just League Two. Great account. Give it a follow if if you haven't already. So, is that so? I'm going to go on to my answers then. For me, I think there's really only only one team in it, and it's Bradford City. I mean, ex Premier League. Yeah, I know Swindon and Oldham both had Premier League history, but Bradford been in the Premier League fairly recently, and I think they're a massive club, got a massive ground, big big fan base, passionate fans. Um, another club though that I do think are a, a really big club is Hartlepool. Um, they've been sort of out the football league a fair while, but I think. Their fans are very decent, and especially away from home, they always tend to take a good following. Um, oh, and that's really it for me in League. Not sure about in League Two. Not sure about what I went to a non-league game uh, and Hartlepool with the away side a couple of years, in, like operate? two years ago, and they had like five fans. Admittedly, it was like other side of the country, so not like yeah, expect like you wouldn't expect them to. No, you're right. And it was right, it wasn't maybe. like a, a big game, but it wasn't anything special yeah maybe I, maybe I'm wrong but I always see their tradition of sort of dressing up fancy dress on the last day of the season on the last away game of the season that's probably put it up a rank or two for me but that's that's all for League 2 this week and we're going to move on to our final se- section of the pod which is just we're going to answer a couple of fan asked questions 
Okay, so moving on to the fan ask questions now. We've got three at the moment. Um, the first one is going to be is going to be um, for you, Charlie, actually, and it's from L Robson, who's asked, "What's your thoughts on teams to climb the divisions? Um, do you think that's the right sort of thing to do, or do you think it's better to sort of slowly rebuild for a lone army and then be struggling for the next year?" I think using loans isn't a bad thing, but I don't think you should um, put all your tr- all your trust in your loans. I think obviously teams need to make a lot of permanent signings, so you've got stability for the next, as you said, the next season's coming. But I think using loans is smart, especially if you get um, smart loan loan deals from the Premier League. They give you maybe could give you a good balance just for one season, and then help you give you squad depth, what and what not. Just depends if the loan if the loan players don't perform then there's honestly there's no point in them being there like I remember I think there was a lone player we had two seasons ago I can't remember his name I think it was like Stuart O'Keefe or something and he was just awful no offence to him but <laughs> so there's just no point of having it so that, again loans can be hit or miss but if they're if they're amazing and then they leave on, they leave after the loan spell or get recalled and it's heartbreaking. I think as as Pompey fans all know, we had Ben Thompson. He got recalled in January, and we still haven't gone over that. And that was about two seasons ago now. So I think mm. getting loans in a, is smart, but you have to do it smart. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they're good, but not like sustainable. Yeah, yeah. I think I th- I totally agree with you. I mean, I think I think that as you say, loans are one of those things that are a short term fix, but. I do think sometimes, especially the loan to buys, are probably a good option. But I, I think we've seen with Fulham, I think loaning a load of players in, it's not really successful massively long term. Especially to be fair, if you've not got the, if you've not got like the money to spend, and you're just need like if you're just needing to survive for a season, if you just bring in a few like good quality players. Could they could yeah, maybe right. bring you some success, which could then bring in a bit more money. Yeah, that is a good shout. Next question then is going to be for you, Robbie, and it's it's only a quick answer I want from you here because we have talked about Palace and their new transfers, so we won't go in depth on it. But I just want to know if you had to if you had to sort of now with their new transfers in perspective of that, where do you think they finish? Um, at best mid table, and then maybe build on that in a couple seasons but equally they could they could be realistically be down there but I don't know I think it'll be one of those two it depends it depends how I think Vieira so far has done all the right things but obviously we haven't seen him manage a game yet so I guess we'll see yeah I think that's a fairly sensible idea to be fair and then the last question we're going to get we've only got three today just because we have spent a little bit extra on the on the sort of pod and that's I'm going to answer it because it is about my team QPR and and it's from TMO Football and it asks will QPR be a top six team this season I'm going to go short answer on this I think yes but I think there is a big caveat with that and I think it's whether we can sign Stefan Johansson and I think if we can get Johansson I have confidence that we can sort of really push for that top six, having the likes of Charlie Austin at the club, Ilias chair, Chris Willock, who's a great player, um, Rob Dickey, as you say, a very solid defence, Senny Diego, in my opinion, is the best goalkeeper in, in the championship, or certainly top three. So I think, yes, but if we don't get Johansson, I think we may 
struggled to sort of fill that void um, that he would leave. But I think we'll certainly be up there. I've seen a couple of people say automatic promotion. I think that's that's very, very optimistic. I don't think that's the case, but I think we'll certainly be hovering, hovering around that, that sixth place spot. So, yeah, um, that's everything then for today's pod, guys. We apologise that halfway through the League One section, there was a little bit of an audio fault with our recording, but hopefully that will be smoothed out in the next couple of pods. Please drop any feedback to us on Instagram at top four tiers. You probably come from there. So just drop us a DM saying anything you want us to improve on and things like that. And hopefully we'll be back next week to sort of cover a little bit more, but a little bit more on the EFL. And we might even do our one to 24 predictions and our one to 20. So yeah, thank you very much guys for listening and we will see you all soon. Mm-hmm.